Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Detective Comics number 350, cover date April 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Joe Kubert, edited by Julia Schwartz, featuring Batman in The Monarch of Menace. Writer Robert Kaniger, Art Sheldon Moldoff, and Joe Giella, dramatized for you today by the Dynamic Society of Challenging Justice Adventurer podcast players, and Elongated Man in Green Lantern's Blackout. Writer Gardner Fox, Art Carmine Infantino, and Sid Green. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! Batman recalls a crook named the Monarch of Menace, whom he encountered early in his career. The villain eluded Batman and was never caught. Now, years later, the Monarch of Menace is still gloating over his victory. However, his son has not lived up to his father's legacy. The boy decides to wear his dad's costume and prove himself against Batman. Meanwhile, the elongated man is contacted by Thomas Kalmaku to help his friend Green Lantern. Tom explains that Hal Jordan has lost his memory and forgotten that he he is Green Lantern. I don't know who he is behind that mask, but we need him, and we need him now. He's known as Bruce Wayne by day, wealthy socialite. But incognito in dress, he finds crime by night. Sweeps across the midnight sky Somewhere in Gotham City It'll find the Batman's eye There's a crime wave going on But not for very long Cause the Batman's gonna teach him Right from wrong They call him Batman They call him Batman Did you see that strange car? No, why? It was shaped like a bat. So when you see the Batmobile quickly pass you by, you know they've heard the bat phone and the commissioner's cry. Yeah, that dynamic duo's out to prove crime doesn't 
A huge bat flies in the open window. A bat, that's it. It's an omen. I shall become a bat. Thus is born this weird figure of the dark, this avenger of evil, the Batman. Little ditty about Ralph and Sue, a traveling debutante and a stretchable sleuth. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Nice. Um, it's our favorite I'm story, Elongated so Man. Excited and this one includes my favorite superhero of all time. Sure, sure, sure. Tom Kalmaku, uh, the Inuit airplane mechanic. Okay. No. Oh, uh, the, the other one. Green yeah. Lantern. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah. The elongated man with his pretty wife, Sue. Sue. Travels all over I'm the country. I'm waiting here for Sue. He's not waiting. They're traveling all over the country, seeking strange mysteries to solve. It's only natural that sooner or later he'd come to Coast City, home base of Green Lantern, where to suit the occasion, the Emerald Crusader has a perplexing puzzle for the stretchable sleuth to unravel. Green Lantern's Blackout. So, we have it here on the splash page. Green Lantern, in his secret identity as Hal Jordan, test pilot. Yep. Elongated Man, in his costumed identity as Elongated Man. And uh, Tom Kalmaku, who we will call Pie Face just this one time, because that was uh, a racist, derogatory term. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's an Eskimo. We don't say Eskimo anymore either. We say Inuit or Native American. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just call him Tom. Okay, Tom. Uh, everyone's getting punched. Yep. Zock, crack, pow. I'll tell you why I'm glad later that this will be the last of we see of these bunched up gloves the elongated man wears. Oh, really? Nothing bothers me more than loose clothing. And especially on my arms. And if I had to wear these... We both roll up our sleeves all the time. It looks like he's wearing leg warmers on his arms with fingers. Let's get physical. Physical. I want to get physical. Do you? Let's get into physical. I wouldn't get physical with anyone with wearing loose clothes like that. No, it does look like he's wearing arm warmers. Mm -hmm. I like a slim fit glove (laughs) and belt. Okay. Also. Uh... Everyone's punching, and elongated man is thinking, why doesn't Hal Jordan switch to Green Lantern and help Pie Face, Tom, and me stop those crooks? Well, there's mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. There sure is a reason. First of all, Hal Jordan. How does he know he's Hal Jordan? This is at a time when nobody knew anyone else's secret identities. The superheroes. Oh, well, so many negatives in that. The, you said this isn't a time when nobody knew anyone's secret identities. Uh-huh. So it means, That's it means... exactly what I said and meant. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a time when people did know other people's secret identities. Did not know secret identities, no. It's even, I think we, 
was Flash already married when the Flash issue we looked at? I don't think so. Anyway, even the Flash gets married and doesn't tell his wife that he's the Flash. She only finds out because he talks in his sleep. Oh my god, that's right? so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so nobody knows anyone's secret identity. Except for Ralph Dibney, because he's publicly made his identity as the elongated man. No, because he's a showman and a vainglorious popinjay. Yes, he is. Who stretches. Well done. I love that you used the word popinjay and vainglorious. Uh, is there a word that starts with P that means stretching? Yes, um, wait. Puzzle, it, oh, where does it happen? Uh, anyway, we could Pernum- say vari- the variable vainglorious or the pugnacious popinjay. I'll work oh. on it. Meanwhile, the elongated dog is barking in the background. Yes, he is. Oh, I thought there was a word in here that... that well, we'll find it. We'll find that. We'll find that. Anyway, Ralph and Sue wake up in their well-apportioned hotel suite. She just looks so cute. She's, She's in a see-through negligee. I'll say she is. She's also singing happy birthday. It's Ralph's birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Ralph. He remembers the terrific surprise Sue prepared for him on hers last his, birthday. On his last birthday, yeah. Um, now, this has uh, was a thing between them. Sue would always come up with some kind of mystery for him to solve on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it had an unfortunate ending. In the early 2000s, when she cooked up a mystery and uh, he solved it just in time to arrive back at their apartment where she had been murdered and her oh. corpse burned. Um, I think I read that. Yeah, Identity Crisis. Yeah. You read it. Yeah. Um, and the mystery was that she was pregnant. So, womp womp. I think that's all been done away with now. What? Well, so... I don't care. Okay. Go well, ahead, tell me. So he then uh, had a year of mourning, and then he killed himself. And then he... How? Uh, I think he stopped taking his potion that allowed him to stretch, and then he shot himself in the face. Okay. Uh, and then uh, they became ghost detectives. <laughs> okay. And you can say this is a good comedy. comedy. Now, now they think they're back alive again. Mm. I don't keep up with the modern day comics very much. With good reason, because everybody gets, dies in fires. And Sounds anyway, like a nightmare. It is. Where were we? Sue is about to send him out for the day. Yes. Said, so be back at 2 o'clock. Be in this hotel lobby at 2 o'clock sharp. She said, I'm just going to stand here in my see-through negligee and spray perfume on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what ladies did in mm-hmm. the 60s. She certainly wouldn't have a job. <laughs> uh, downstairs in the lobby, who should arrive but Tom Kamaku? Yes. The Native American. Pardon me, sir, aren't you Ralph Dibney, the elongated man? Why, yes, I am. He thinks he wants an autograph. Mm-hmm. Little does he know that Tom Kamaku is a very per- close personal friend of Hal Jordan, a.k.a. Green Lantern, and the only person who knows Green Lantern's secret identity. Yes. Which he... Tells to Ralph. Right In the car. Right. Um, he could have called the Flash, but strangely enough, he thinks there's not enough time for the Flash to get there. That's weird. 
Yeah, because yeah. Flash could get there right away. Right. Uh, actually, when Elongated Man was first introduced, he was introduced in the Flash comics. Really? And he was shown as being able to stretch as fast as the Flash could run. Oh, no. Well, I know. It doesn't make sense. No. Unless Flash is hindered by buildings, he might mm. have to take it slow for corners and things. Hmm. Uh, so Tom tells the story. Green Lantern had returned from a mission in outer space. Mm-hmm. With no time to tell Tom what happened, he had to get right into his Hal Jordan clothes and go test piloting. And he seems to have lost some time. Mm-hmm. He's a day behind. He's a bit confused. So Tom quickly figures out that Hal, number one, is a day behind. Number two, is charging his power ring, but not remembering that he's Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. I kind of I didn't understand that whole angle. Did you? You're no. a more careful reader than I was. I didn't. I thought, okay, well, that's that's interesting. So his ring charges. It's a charge is good for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. He's already charged it once since he returned. Charged it once, and then he charged again. He's charging before the twenty four hours is up. Um, now that doesn't give him an extra twenty four hours. It just stays within the twenty four hours. I think science is doesn't top him murky. off. Well, I might top him up. I don't understand. I'll just be frank. Okay. Uh, Tom uh, confronts him and says, why are you charging your power ring again? You've already charged it once today. How come you're not charging it as Green Lantern? How come you're charging it in your civilian clothes? He says, who's who's Green Lantern? I also didn't know that that was a thing, that he had to charge it in Green Lantern clothes. Well, he says he usually does it. Oh, okay. Um, is it, remember on the Wonder Woman TV show? Mm, are you going to talk about her spinning and getting to different outfits? Well, that, but also, you remember she didn't have her superpowers when she was Diana Prince. She no. had to spin. Yeah. That's not accurate. As we know now. Yeah. Uh, stop your kitten, Hal. You're a Green Lantern and you come in here to charge your ring with your power battery. Who's kidding who? There's no power battery here. Right. 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 Um, power battery is usually kept invisible. So that checks out. And then an hour later, Hal shows up again. To charge. Yeah. What's going on? And he's talking about the test flight that hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah. Because he's lost a day. Yeah. So, uh, Ralph's heard this whole story and would look at his nose. It's, it's twi- twi- grown... Ralph smells a mystery. I think that's what they should have called this feature. Ralph smells a mystery. Well, they'd have to do it. I mean, that's what he does in the last issue that we read. His nose went crazy. Yeah. At the lake. It's a thing. The 13 o'clock mystery. Mm. Uh, So they approach Ferris Aircraft, Mm -hmm. which is owned by Carol Ferris, who Mm -hmm. is... Green Lantern's girlfriend. Does she know about his identity? No. Um, she's also secretly a supervillain, the Star Sapphire. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Does she know who she is? No. She has blackouts. Just like Green Lantern. Oh, my she God. She has no idea. Uh, so, it seems that the planes that are flying over the Ferris aircraft plant are spraying chemicals. There's no guards at the gate. 
something's gone screwy. Okay, so we go through a fight sequence now. Yeah. The weird thing is it's never explained what they were doing. Like, why did they spray chemicals? Why did they take out the guards? Well, because... Oh, top secret plans. Top secret plans, Oh, I missed that. They're probably communists or... (laughs) Or fascists. North Vietnamese. Something at that time. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Red Chinese. Uh, I don't know who the big enemies were. Just just enemies of the state. Looking to to steal some top secret plans for um, advanced... Aircraft. They're all wearing uh, fedoras, except the guy with the spray can has a beret. So maybe he's a French separatist. Possibly from New Guinea. Uh (laughs) Do they they wear berets? (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, So this is also interesting. Ralph has the opportunity to stretch his hand uh, across the tarmac and punch out these crooks. But instead he uses his foot. Stretches his foot over. Are you sure? Yeah, look. That middle panel. Oh, that is his foot. Uh, Tom says, he'll spray us before we can lay a hand on him. And Ralph says, if a hand won't do, how about a foot? Well, I think the hand would give you better leverage. Well, and then, but down at the bottom of the page, what's he got stuck out? That's his His hand. hand. So his foot hit the one guy. Who can tell with all these baggy clothes? Yeah. And those, even though his... Hands are stretched out. His gloves are still crinkly. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I never noticed that before. I don't like those gloves at all. I don't either. Good thing I know what the birthday surprise is. Mm-hmm. Don't give it away. I won't. So, uh, Ralph trails the burglars. They're heading off for their escape vehicle. Uh, trails them over the rooftops while leaving one leg dangling behind. To trip to trip them. The elongated man is playing footsie with us. Watch out! Uh, And then he grabs them with his arms and bonks them against the side of a building. Nice. Mm -hmm. He's very strong. Yeah. I'm surprised. I don't know how he gets leverage. He's literally picked up these two guys and and bonked them into a building while he's on top of the building and his legs are scattered. Like, I don't know. If this was... Mr. Fantastic of the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Now, you know I'm a DC guy, not a Marvel guy. Right. But one thing Mr. Fantastic does do is he would not just stretch his arms. If he had to punch someone, he would probably stretch his torso and, and lead with his fist, and there would be leverage force that is grounded in his feet. Right. Uh, this is art by Carmine Infantino. Maybe he just hadn't thought. The mechanics. No rules, just right. Like Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Tom is... is so absorbed in watching the ductile detective. Uh, that's a good one, ductile detective. That's what I was looking for. You uh, looked for a pie word. It was the ductile detective. I, I had seen that. You know what? What? Uh, Orc friend Chuck has a spreadsheet of all these uh, alliterative nicknames for superheroes. It's oh awesome. My God, are you kidding me? No, why wouldn't he? Of course he does. Okay, work friend Chuck, when you listen to this... Now, I say that. It might be only for Hawkman and Hawkgirl, but I think it's for probably for all superheroes. Or if it's not, it is now because I put the idea in his head. I just want to say that um, my admiration for you has just gone up. I mean, that... 
I mean, I thought you're pretty, really, actually very funny and cool. And but I mean, really, I that's one thing I actually love about comics is the alliteration. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, can we just pause for a second? Yeah. The drawing in this is fantastic. In this elongated man, yes. Um, I yes, really like it, except for the physics of stretching. Yes, but still, I love the. The angles. I love the fact that the that the panels are all different shapes and sizes. It's very it's a very mid century look. Mm-hmm. Now I have an admission to make. What? When I was growing up, uh, this artist was uh, came onto the Flash comic. Uh-huh. Now he had drawn the Flash. Carl Infantino. Carmine Infantino. Carmine Infantino. He had drawn the Flash comics in the fifties, uh-huh. and in hindsight, going back to the fifties, I love his work and I love his work here. Mm-hmm. But in the 80s when he was drawing maybe just his style had loosened up to the point where it was not so pretty i have a I confession didn't like to it. make yes i really don't like japanese anime okay that's it does absolutely fine. nothing for me okay have you seen akira though nope wouldn't want to no okay. i think no i think you would like that when you say anime, are you thinking of like Princess Mononoke's flying castle? Yes, yeah, so just thing. you know, giant eyeballs and tiny little dots for noses and just weird giant. You know. How do you feel about Voltron? What's Voltron? Voltron the cartoon. <gasps> I don't have time for that. Okay, so let's get back to the comic. You don't have time now, but were you ever a teenager with the television set? Yes. Voltron used to be on all the time. I think it was also on the time with Transformers and... What was no, the, what was no, no. Operation? It was way before that. Oh, okay. GoBots is what you're thinking of. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, where were we? Uh, fight, fight, fight. I like the mustache guy with the white hair. That's, really That's the guy that had the beret on. He's clearly yeah. French, right? Yeah, he's hot. Well, he's yeah, French. He's, hot. he's French, so... Oh, yeah. He's not going to smell great. Bathe right. Uh, um... They're in the middle of a fight. Here comes Hal Jordan, test pilot. Yep. Why isn't he switching to Green Lantern, Tom thinks. Oh, he's got his test pilot uniform on. Yeah. Looking great. Now, I do know something else. What? Hal Jordan, I think that he doesn't wear his Green Lantern ring when he's test piloting, because he likes the risk, the danger, because he's a test pilot. That's neither here nor there. But I'm assuming he does have his Green Lantern ring on now because he doesn't know that he's Green Lantern. Right. Um, In fact, he does have his Green Lantern ring on. Okay. So, uh, crooks, crooks, crooks. They're about to kill Hal and Tom. And here comes a elongated man jumping from the roof above with his mighty, mighty, wrinkly booted feet. <laughs> you all right? <coughs> yes. I'll just take that. <laughs> sip of my fruit juice. Uncle's juice. Uh, Hal started to realize that Tom and Ralph are looking at him strangely, expecting him to do something that he doesn't know what they want. Right. Story of my life. <laughs> Every conversation you have? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Don't make me beg for it. Mm-hmm. Ralph grabs them both with his wrinkly stretched arms and drags them into the hangar. Come out, you two. Room. Time out. Come on. Uh, go ahead, Hal. Nobody can see you change in here. Will your power ring to restore your memory? 
Hal doesn't know what they're talking about. You should give me that mysterious ring business. Uh, trust me, Hal, you have an invisible ring on your finger. Now, these guys have just dragged Hal into the locker room mm-hmm. and are talking about invisible things. Mm-hmm. So, what would your reaction be? Well, you'd lay him flat on the ground. I guess if I was Hal Jordan, I would. So, um, is it Tom? Tom, yes. Tom says to him, how about that? No, he's, Tom says, come on, man. Concentrate on it. Concentrate on the ring. And he does, and all of a sudden his ring appears on his hand. Yep. So, oh, wow. Say, so, what do you know? So he says, it's a now, ring. now concentrate and on fixing, on restoring your memory. Which, boom, all of a sudden the memories come flooding back to him. Great guardian. The ring talks to him. I am a Green Lantern. <laughs> Tell me, Power Ring, how did I get into this fix? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. He passed through space and went through a gaseous enigma. and Gaseous. Gas, whatever. Gas caused him to have partial amnesia. Amnesia. Uh, being also filled with chronal forces, it warped your time sense. Yeah. yeah. Time gradually became foreshortened. An hour was like a day to you. And then you forgot completely that you were Greenland. Per, per, Hal Jordan. I'll say... Now, it seems to me, and in fact, I think in later stories it was established that the ring had some kind of defense mechanism so that this sort of thing wouldn't happen. Like if the ring sensed that a gaseous anomaly was causing amnesia, it would I'm sorry, what? Gaseous? I'm just going to say gaseous. You're going to have to agree to disagree. Oh, you know how I feel about that phrase. I know. Anomaly. Anomaly. Say it. Well, I'm saying gaseous. 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 Anomaly. An- anomaly. Stop being a hypocrite. <laughs> I could say things however <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So, um, hey, uh, whew, what a fantastic thing to happen. I remember everything now thanks to Tom and Elongated Man. <laughs> uh, one more thing, GL. I hope you won't be sore at me, but I told Elongated Man who you were. No! Sorry. Not sorry. I'm sure we can trust Elongated Man with our secret. No, Ralph says. Mm -hmm. Don't trust me. (laughs) I'm a vainglorious popinjay. I'll tell everybody. (laughs) Hey, guys, guess who Grey Lantern is? He's a test pilot. I don't want to remember because someday I might give myself the task of finding out who Grey Lantern is. And then I want to do it honest. So, use, okay. use cool, your cool, cool. ring to make me forget who you are, full in the knowledge that I might come creeping around trying to find out who you are. That's okay. Sure. Is it though? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to see many more of these adventures of him, are, are we? Who? Of long man? man? Sure. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I love the migraine face that he has in the bottom panel. Yes. When he realizes he needs to be at the hotel. I'm doing the hotel lobby in one minute. He looks like Joan Rivers. (laughs) (laughs) Poster pre-death. Oh, no. No, who is it? Dana. Dana. um, uh, uh, Dana from from Saturday Night Live. Dana Harvey. Harvey. Dana Carr. Dana, Dana Harvey. The church lady? No. The one who had, with the dark hair, who had the, 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 the very haircut that, oh, damn it. 
Nora Dunn? I guess. Man or woman? Woman. Nora Dunn. Nora Dunn. Is that who you're thinking of? I Oh, I can't think of this kit anymore. Uh... The, was it the model talk? Yes! Okay, yeah. That's, that's what he looks like right now. Boy, that was a stretch. I no mean, pun intended. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if anyone will know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, somebody surely will. Uh, so Green Lantern. Attitudes! Power, yes. That was the name of the, of the show, the, the fake show, Linda Attitudes. Dano. Well, that was Linda, Linda Dano. Dano. Linda Dano, Attitudes. That's but it was Nora Dunn playing Linda Dano. Yeah, right there. You know yes. my father. Thank you. When he yes. retired. Uh-huh. He watched Attitudes every day. Are you kidding? No. Well, that and Matlock. Um, so, and Whoopi Goldberg. He loved Hoopy. No, he didn't like her. He didn't like Hoopy? I thought no. he watched Hoopy. No, no, no. What is, what, what is that, what, he, what is that, what's that show where all the women sit around one table and cackle at each other? First? That's The View, but he was dead long before that came on. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, he used to watch something every day that was surprising. It was Attitudes. That was it. Oh. Um, no, here's my father. When we tried to make him watch The Color Purple. Oh. He got 15 minutes in. Okay, said, disclaimer. Yes, back. this is going to be a racist thing that my father said. He's Surprise! From Dunbar, West Virginia, okay? Uh, oh, I can't tell one from the other. I can't watch this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We watched it over and over again and cried and cried and cried. I, I could I, quote it from beginning to end, starting right this minute. I know you could. Um, that's one of my favorite movies ever. Same. Oh, We're never, so I, alike. I never get tired of watching it. If I want a good cry, I just have to put on the last that last five minutes. Oh, See? Me and you us never part. Maki dada. Oh. <sighs> anyway, Green Lantern power rings Ralph to the Sabodidi, hotel. Mama, Mama, Sabodidi, she cries. Oh, I'm just I goosebumps right now. This is your son, Adam. Oh. And this is Adam's wife, Tashi. Zabudidi Mama. Mama Bonnie. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. It's just so beautiful. And then Danny Glover's in the background, and you just see his silhouette when the two sisters are doing their, their clapping game. Well, he was an old. He, but you see, but, but, but no, like it, that, the reason that she comes right, back from right, Africa, right, he right. made that happen. It's the one act of redemption that he did after a whole lifetime of horror. Uh. Ralph is power ringed to the hotel lobby where there's uh, not only Sue with a giant box, uh, a, a wrapped package. I didn't mean that Sue had a giant box. Uh, but TV also cameras. TV cameras and reporters. Extra, 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 elongated man gets surprise birthday gift. What is it? Why, it's a new costume. Yes, your old costume is so trap, Ralph. I just couldn't resist designing a new one and giving it to you for a birthday. She is beautiful. Yeah, I love how she's drawn. I love the little sharp features and the little cute little upturned nose. So the elongated man has a new skin tight costume. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Red and black, and yellow highlights. And tight fitting gloves. Tight fitting gloves and boots. Now this is how I first encountered the elongated man in the pages of Justice League magazine. Now I have to say that there's something about like the proportion and the belt and the crotch and stuff like that. Uh-huh. He just looks weird. It's like the belt's too high. Yeah, or like his he's his his crotch is too long. It's too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's too low. Anyway. <clears throat> um another curious fact. Yes. Legend has it that elongated man was 
created in the first place because somebody wanted to use Plastic Man in the pages of The Flash. DC Comics having recently purchased characters from the quality comics line of the 1940s, which included Plastic Man. But for some reason, they were told that they couldn't use Plastic Man, and so they invented this new character, the Elongated Man. So, now, Plastic Man, as you know, wears primarily red and yellow and black. Oh, so Elongated Man's costume now is red and yellow and black. But that's what I don't get, is because... At this point in comics history, Plastic Man is about to come out with his own comic published by DC Comics. And in fact, we will be covering several issues of Plastic Man comics that were go-go checked. Now, is the Plastic Man comic very, very light in spirit like the cartoon was? Yes. Okay, so maybe there's a reason for that. But I'm just wondering why at this point in history they would choose to give Elongated Man a red, Very black, and yellow costume. costume. Right, right, right. Yeah. And in fact... Fair question. In the future, they would go back to Elongated Man in a purple costume so that he could appear with Plastic Man and not get them hmm. confused. That's now, a bit how of minutia. How does Plastic Man get his powers? He was a criminal named E.L. O'Brien... And he was escaping from the police, and he was shot and fell into a vat of acid. And the acid got into his skin and made him stretchy. And he was laid up in a monastery for a while, and then he went and turned good. Okay. Um, now, the difference between Plastic Man and Elongated Man is Elongated Man could just stretch. Plastic Man can actually make his body into... He can change his shape and form. Okay. I know Plastic Man can... You know, become he can become a bouncing ball and it become yeah. a sail. Yeah, you know, he could form a ship. Well, sure, elongated man could make the make himself into a parachute, but he couldn't make himself into a ship with a sail. Yeah, yeah. It's a subtle difference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, good comics this week. I'll Excellent say, comics. hey, we have a radio drama coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, by the. Dynamic Society of Challenging Justice Adventurer Podcast Players. <laughs> so, stay tuned. All right. Society of Challenging Justice Adventurer podcast players present Batman in The Monarch of Menace. Batman has been called the master detective, the king of crime fighters. But in the frankest confession ever made by any superhero in all the annals of comicdom, he reveals the startling identity of the only criminal who ever completely crushed him. The Monarch of Menace. Arriving at Gotham City Airport after a visit to a friend, Dick Robin Grayson is faced with an explosive spectacle. My plane was only 30 seconds late, and look at the way Batman spends his time waiting for me, fighting skyjackers. The hot seat only burns you once, Batman. So what difference does it make to us if we add you to the two guards we already gunned down breaking out of the big house? Buzz off! 
and let this fly guy take us up to wild blue yonder, or I'll plow up everyone in this field with this sizzling stick of TNT. You're not frightening anyone with that family-sized toothpick. Wise guy, huh? How'd you like me to put a nice deep pot in that hair with TNT? Instantly, taking advantage of the boy wonder's audacious act, the masked manhunter whirls the unique batarang at the thug. Oh! What game do you think you're playing? Attuned like the same heartbeat to Batman, Dick makes a lightning stab at... I'm playing catch! And I'm betting. Yeah? Got him out of the box with bean balls! The world's greatest detectives' lethal fists explode like grenades against the gang of thugs. <laughs> Batman's only human. Got him down! He can't swallow lead! Yeah, but it looks like he's spitting our slugs right back at us! <laughs> That's the trouble. You're too far behind. <laughs> Go on, squash that candy clown. I'm right behind you. Don't tell me there's no one left but me. Ugh! Now there's no one. After the authorities caught away the dazed gangsters... You're the greatest, Batman. You're the king. I hate to disappoint you, Dick. But uh, when we get home, I'll tell you who really is the king. Because it certainly isn't me. Shortly, at the mansion of Batman, in his other identity of Bruce Wayne, millionaire sportsman... In all honesty, Dick, I have to tell you that there is the real king, the monarch of menace, the king of crime, who defied every attempt I made to bring him to justice. I can still hear his taunting laughter as I caught him and his henchmen leaving the scene of one of his numerous bank robberies. At the monarch's command, his henchmen formed a living wall between us. Teach this mask to chill. He cannot approach my royal person without kneeling on bended knee. Your void is our command, Mr. Monarch. You hoid the monarch. Kneel. Yeah. Kneel before I crown you with this heater. <laughs> I backflipped into the thugs folding me. Oh, how amusing! Perhaps I ought to make you my court acrobat! The only court that interests me is the one I'm going to put you in. The court of law! You insolent fool! You'll never get near enough to me to even touch me! As the monarch raced away with the loot, I took off after him. <laughs> Do you really think you're going to catch me, peasant? I don't see how I can lose with you carrying all that extra weight in your stolen loot, your highness. What's holding you back, Batman? <laughs> I, I, I can, can hardly lift my feet. Now, don't tell me you've already given up the race. I, I'm stuck fast. His boots, they must release a, a super adhesive. As I lunged desperately at the monarch's cloak. <laughs> Gas being released from the cloak. <coughs> the monarch had a great sense of humor. What's the matter, Batman? Is the shock of being knighted by my royal ACDC scepter too much for one of your lowly station? As the monarch bent over me, his jeweled crown dazzled me like unbearable lightning flashes until... The, the jewels in your crown. You can't resist their hypnotic spell. Got to g get up. Uh, 
fight you. You and every crime fighter in the world, Batman, is powerless against me. I am the king of crime. Can't move powerless. Ah, <laughs> yes, Batman. You have more than met your match in the monarch of menace. As Bruce Wayne continues with his extraordinary confession about the only criminal who had tauntingly bested him. The monarch committed one daring crime after another. His sticky footprints trapped pursuers like flies. The fumes from his regal cloak dazed them. His electric scepter stunned them. His crown jewels hypnotized them into helplessness. He reigned untouched, a king of crime, a monarch of menace. The master detective concludes his sensational tale with... Yes, Dick. There is a real king, the monarch of menace. He reigned supreme. And then, as mysteriously as he appeared on the crime scene, he vanished without a trace, without paying for his crimes, without my being able to lay a finger on him. This all happened a long time ago before you joined me in fighting crime. But now you can see why I can't honestly be called the king of crime fighters. Not while the monarch of Minas went free as a bird. I hope he comes back someday, Bruce. I'll put that bird in a cage. At that very moment, in a jungle hideout, the monarch of Minas holds court. Three cheers for the monarch of Minas. The only real king of crime who didn't wind up in the hot seat. Who flattened Batman. Who made crime pay enough to retire. Hip, hip, hooray! Hooray! Uh, look at him, as wretched a jester as he is a failure as my son. No more able to follow in my footsteps than if he had two left feet laced into one shoe put on backward. The crown prince of fumblers. <laughs> Batman must still be having nightmares of the time I completely crushed him. He'll never see me again. I'm just going to sit here laughing at him. <laughs> and there's nothing he can do to lure me out again. You're the greatest, and your son's the worst. <laughs> Crushed by humiliation and jeering laughter. I've got to make them stop laughing at me. I've got to make my father proud of me. I've got to... Hmm. Spotting his father's spare costume... I don't look like a silly gesture now. I look like, like him. Like the monarch of menace. Meanwhile, time and time again, when Batman and Robin return from successful sally against powerful criminals. It doesn't matter to Batman that the number of villains he's put behind bars is longer than a laundry list. All he can think of is the only one who beat him, the monarch of menace. One night, when the boy Wonder returns from a masquerade party... Wait till Bruce hears I won a prize for impersonating myself. Maybe it'll take his mind off the monarch... What's that? At the bank? It's... it's the monarch of menace. I guess retirement got too tame for him. The acrobat Robin flips head over heels as... <laughs> the monarch of menace must have gotten rusty during his retirement. He missed me. Can't take the chance of him missing again. He's sure to hit me if I don't stop turning. He didn't miss Batman. There he is. I've got to follow him without stepping into his footprints, or I'll be booby-trapped. The trouble is, he won't leave footprints on pavement. 
I won't know when I'll be stepping into them. Well, I've got to take the chance, even if I get stuck in them like a fly. Why aren't you stuck in my footprints? Oh, I forgot to switch on the super glue. Careless, careless. A wave of gas from my cloak will drop you like a wooden puppet. Oh! Looks like you're tripping over your own train, Kingy. With a lightning flip of his batarang. I'll hypnotize you with my hypnotic crown jewels. I'll... Oh! Looks like you flipped your lid, sire. What are you going to do with me? Take you blindfolded on a surprise visit before you go to jail. At the Batcave shortly. Looks like you'll have to take a back seat to me from now on, Batman. I got the Monarch of Menace, the criminal kingpin who made you play second fiddle to him. Although I have to admit, he was the worst fumbler I ever saw. He kept on forgetting to turn on his weapons. He practically captured himself. That doesn't sound like the Monarch I met. It sounds more like... Yes, it's obvious I'm an imposter. I'm the son of the Monarch of Menace. I... I thought I could follow in his footsteps, make him proud of me, so he wouldn't laugh at me, call me a fumbling fool. But but clothes don't make the man. His uniform didn't make me a master criminal like him. Robin caught me before I could rob that bank. Something must be wrong with me. No, something may be right with you. You're probably not a criminal at heart. In the Batcave, the masked manhunter exhaustively studies the Monarch of Menace's deadly uniform. I've got to find counterweapons to the Monarch's lethal ones. Now, how can I avoid being stuck by his super-adhesive boots, stunned by his scepter, gassed by his cloak, dazed by his crown jewels? At the sight of the master detective at work... It takes a lot of brains to be a crime fighter and courage... Look at the way you tackled me. And you don't laugh at people, taunt them, hurt them. You protect them. Now you're catching on. When Batman finishes... Everything I've done is useless unless I can try them out on the real monarch of menace. There's only one way I can think of to do this. To lure him out into the open. Robin, blindfold your prisoner and have him put on the uniform again. We're going to call on some reporter friends of mine. At the Gotham City Gazette shortly... There's your scoop. Wow! The boy Wonder captures the Monarch of Menace single-handed! The King of Crime's crowned toppled by a teenager! Extra, extra, Monarch of Fizzle! News of the capture reaches the real master criminal in his jungle palace. The fools! They've caught my fumbling son and are stupid enough to think it's me. There's only one king of crime, the only man who beat Batman. I'll do it again. I'm invincible. I'm unique. I'm the one and only original monarch of menace. Meanwhile, ceaselessly patrolling Gotham City in the Batmobile. I guess my plan failed. The monarch of menace must have seen through my plot. Uh Uh-oh. My dashboard bank detectory alarm system is on go. Ring, 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 ring. Racing to the location indicated by his unique warning system, the master detective finds... The monarch of Menace's henchmen. They look as if they're operating on their own. Look who's here, nobles. The buzz buzz boy himself, Batman. Let's clip his wings. Like a human cannonball, Batman hurtles into the gunman, his fist exploding TNT. <laughs> 
and twist it into pretzels. I thought you ought to warm up before meeting me in a return match, Batman, to make it interesting for me. I wouldn't want our meeting to end as soon as the last one. It wouldn't be worth the gas it took me to get here. I'll do my best to keep you from getting bored, monarch. The fool. He never learns from his mistakes. He'll be stuck like an insect in flypaper again when I turn on the adhesive flow from my boots. But, to the royal robe's surprise... What's keeping you going? Uh, just a little cushion of air sole I whipped up in my spare time to keep me from touching the ground. It works on the hydrofoil principle that keeps boats speeding above the water on a cushion of air. The fumes from my cloak, they have no effect on you. I'm wearing miniature nose filters. The voltage from my scepter, not stunning you either. I'm wearing the latest non-conductor rubber gloves. They're great for frying omelets, too. But, in the midst of the Master Detective's triumph... Oh, tripped. You're finished, Batman. I'll turn you into a helpless clod with my hypnotic crown jewels. But the Monarch of Menace's taunting laughter ends shatteringly when... My, my hypnotic crown jewels have no effect on you. Not when I'm looking into a mirror. <laughs> I realize now that I was following the wrong footsteps, Batman. There's only one man I want to copy. Someone who fights for others too weak to battle for themselves. You. I want to be a crime fighter, not a criminal. Talk about switches. <laughs> but I'm sure it can be worked out. Well, Batman, now may I call you the king? <laughs> if you insist, Robin, go ahead. I love it. <laughs> That's all for this week. Do you have anything to add? Nothing to add. Okay, don't forget to check us out on social media at GoGoCheckPod. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you receive your free podcast downloads. The semester's just a couple weeks away. Yes, I mean, girl, school's out for summer. Uh, and we'll be back. Right? Next week. Next week. We're looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.